FM News Talk 97.1 Podcast. This is Second Amendment Radio, a program that delivers updates on firearm news and answers some of your questions related to the matter. Now, here is the host of Second Amendment Radio. Welcome back to another edition of Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. This is Aaron Tarlow with Southern Armory, and uh, Tony is not here today. So that means, I guess I'm in control. Is that? You're the man. I'm the man. I know. We've got Chad, our producer, and Alex, uh, again, from uh, Missouri Gun Coalition. So uh, we've got a bunch of questions uh, that users have put in over the uh, over the interwebs using our Facebook and Twitter, etc. So uh, you can shoot that over at Second Amendment Radio and just ask the question. There's a, a flagged post right at the top, and you can say, "Hey, I want to know about this," and then we'll 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 put it into the mix. Or you can go over uh, at Tony Colombo. What is it? Ninety seven one. Yeah, at, and, at Tony Colombo ninety seven one. Yep, and. On Tony will uh, add it on his list if you want to do it that way. And so uh, today's show is going to be kind of a mix of we're talking about red flag laws, stuff that's kind of coming up um, here in January, which is really just a day away, uh, I guess two days away, because, uh, yeah, quick. 29th, yeah. So it's going to be uh, be here before you all know it. Uh, opening day of session, me and Alex talking about is what, the January 9th? 9th. Yeah, yep. so January 9th is when uh, everything's going to go wild. What day is that? Do you know? I think it's a Wednesday. A Wednesday. So, yeah, so we'll have... Uh, yes, it a, is. It is? A yeah, so we'll have a bunch of stuff to talk about uh, on the 12th, I guess. Yeah, yeah 12th is Saturday. 12th. Yeah, so... There'll be a lot to talk about. See uh, kind of what's rolling. Uh, just a quick reminder, if you have not been tuning in, is the red flag laws basically... Um, Take your Second Amendment, and if anybody makes an accusation, Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, makes an accusation, or if the police feel you're a threat, they can just come and take your guns with no due process, no hearing, uh, no nothing. That's correct. Uh, Once you have a claim um, lobbied against you, then the judge can have your firearms removed. Right, and you're not there for this. Nope, you don't have any say. You don't get to defend yourself or present your own evidence saying that you're not a danger to society. Right. They come and confiscate your firearms, and then and then you can try to prove that you're innocent. Oh, wow, that's crazy. So you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's definitely how our country was not founded. So uh, with that being said, uh, talk a little bit about what's going on with uh, Southern Armory. Uh, Kicking off the new year, uh, we want you, um, the the gun owning law abiding public to uh, be prepared uh, to defend yourself if anything would happen. So we're doing some promotions at the store that uh, will get you a CCW class. If you buy one, you'll get a second one at a discount uh, and you'll hear the advertisements running and the stuff will be posted on the southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. Alex. Southernarmory.com. See, Tony's gone. Yeah. So you got to, you got to jump in now. <laughs> So uh, you can get over on Southern Armory, and and we're happy to get you trained for the new year. Uh, A bunch of new products will be coming out in January. They'll be released at SHOT Show. For those of you not familiar with SHOT Show, SHOT Show is like the biggest industry. um, How do I say this? 
it's like a, it's like a, the biggest industry gun show, I guess I would say. Right. It's it's massive. If you've never been, um, you have to be a dealer to get in or attached to industry somehow. It's put on by the National Shooting Sports Foundation, and what they do uh, there is all the manufacturers come in and showcase what they have that's coming out for the new year, what changes they've made, uh, and then all the old stuff that they've they've had too, so dealers can kind of get their hands on. So. You can YouTube Shot Show, and I'm sure stuff will come up. And then uh, I'm not sure if we're going out this year or not. January is kind of a busy uh, month uh, for for really everybody, especially with the legislative stuff going on. So I, I plan on trying to stay as close to home as I can uh, until like May, and then uh, we'll, we'll take a breather. So uh, trying to think what else is going on in Southern Armory. Chad, you got anything? Any New Year specials? Yeah, just the the classes, buy one and and get one half off, and then uh, maybe some shot so stuff depending on what they uh, what the manufacturers and stuff roll out. So January might be a really good month to buy a gun. Definitely a good month to buy a suppressor, which is some of the questions we got. Yeah, we we got a lot of questions about suppressors. Yeah, suppressors. I know we talked about it uh, last week as well, but we could definitely jump into it. So. When is the best time to buy a suppressor? Right, I would say in January. Um, there's a there's a few rebates that go on throughout the year too. So if you're not really in a big hurry, you can you can kind of jump on uh, one of the rebates. Like last suppressor I bought, if you bought a 45 caliber or you bought a handgun suppressor, you got a rimfire suppressor for free. So that's what I ended up doing uh, to grab another suppressor for nothing. And then uh, best time to do it would be now because you're looking at six seven months to wait which would put you in the summertime before you get your tax stamp back. And the summertime is when most people are going to start shooting again, you know, because just January, February, March is just kind of kind of miserable, you know, um, at least for me. I know I don't do a whole lot of shooting then. If it's a nice day, I'll get out to the range. But other than that, it's kind of like, you know, cold, gloomy <laughs> precipitation of some sort. And uh, I don't like filling up my car, you know, yeah. when it's like that out, so. Oh, another question uh, we have is, do suppressors wear out? So the, the suppressors can wear out, uh, and I use that term loosely. Um, but you're talking, some of these manufacturers give a 100,000 round guarantee. So, you know, are you going to shoot 100,000 rounds? And that's, a, you know, you figure if you shoot 1,000 rounds a year, and that's probably on the low side, because I go to the range, I shoot two, 300. Um, but, you know, 100,000 rounds, you think about it, it's a lot. Yeah. And then a lot of them say... After you shoot your hundred thousand rounds, send them back. We'll refurb them. So you know it's not really a uh, a whole big deal. You know, um, I had a buddy that actually uh, had one come apart on him. It was a relatively new suppressor, and uh, they gave him a brand new one. Not only did they give him a brand new one, they fixed the old one and gave the old one back to him. Wow! Wow! They they, they had to shorten it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then reweld it, but they were like, you can have. This one and a brand new one. So the suppressor manufacturers really take care of you, um, you know, if you're really shooting that much. What, well, this is a question I have. Then what is the best manufacturer for suppressors? So uh, I'm a Gemtech component um, for the rifle suppressors. I really like them. They do the 100,000 round guarantee. Send it to them. They'll service it. Send it back. Um, I also like their 22 uh, rimfire suppressor. 
because it's a monolithic core. So basically, you just you unscrew the inside, and it comes out, and it's all one big piece. It makes it easy to clean. And then for uh, handgun suppressors, I like Silencer Co., uh, particularly the Osprey. And that's what I have. And I like the Osprey because you can turn it. Because uh, suppressors, you know, everybody thinks they're like a soda can, right? Yeah. And that soda can <laughs> is above the, uh, well, kind of like a soda can, you know. And uh, the, the suppressor is above the sights a little bit. With the Osprey, you can turn it and put the bulk of it below the sights. I think that's really neat. And they're super quiet. Uh, Jim Tech and Silencer Co., I think, are just both excellent manufacturers, uh, especially for quality, interchangeability, features. So uh, I don't think you could go really wrong with either either one of those. But, yeah, Jim Tech, uh, the rifle cans from Jim Tech, I've shot those side-by-side side with several other manufacturers, and by far they've been the quietest um, to the point where, like, my one buddy Eric was like, I, I, can't, I can't believe how quiet that is. And I'm like, I, I know. And, like, we weren't even using hearing protection, and then he put his suppressor on uh, from another manufacturer, and he was like, yeah, I definitely need hearing protection still. He's like, it's not as loud as it is without it. He goes, but I can definitely hear a difference between yours and uh, and mine. And we're using, you know, both both of us were using AR-15s, a um, little bit different setup as far as gas system length, uh, but both the same barrel length, and then we we're putting, you know, suppressors on there, and mine was just tearing it up. I was like, this is awesome, you know. <laughs> like, had like almost like a BB gun snap to it, you know, like nice. if you shoot BB guns a lot yeah. or the air rifles, you know, it had like a pow. It was weird. <laughs> All right. So since you say that the warranties like there are 100,000 rounds, um, when do you replace them if like they're going to send you a new one? You, yeah, you really don't. Wow. Yeah, you, you buy them and you run them. And then, you know, if you want to clean them, you clean them. A lot of manufacturers will say too. Uh, just don't use subsonic ammo, and that'll clean them out. Um, so I use subsonic in mine, and then I'll put through you know the full power stuff as well, and kind of blow that excess stuff out uh, over time. And then some of them uh, you can take apart and clean, and then reassemble. So they don't really necessarily wear out um, unless you're loading stuff that's really really hot or not meant to go through. And hot, I mean you know more powerful than a standard what it's what it's supposed to handle. So they don't they don't really wear out, um, and every time I've heard of anything going wrong, the manufacturers have always stepped up and yeah. and made it right. So it's it's one of those things that you can really just buy, mm-hmm. and you don't they don't really wear out. Uh, same manufacturers they even have like these little cones they put in there, uh, they're called baffles, and then you stack them up in there. And if, if they any of them fail, you send them to the manufacturer. The manufacturer will send you brand new ones. So the the parts are available to even change them out uh, if it comes down to that. Okay. So yeah, I mean they really don't they really don't wear out, <laughs> you know they're they're a neat neat item that I've had uh, mine for years now, and every time I go shoot, I generally throw it on. So and then I just got the Silencer Co. One. And every time I've been shooting so far, I've put that on my right or my handguns. So looking forward to getting my Rimfire One because uh, I like to shoot my my twenty twos. So, okay. so is there like a specific cleaner that you use um, that's like better or for for your suppressor? suppressors? Yeah, whatever manufacturer would recommend. Uh, generally, I use like a degreaser and uh, degrease everything. Uh, or if you're using something that's a lead cast bullet, they have like the foaming bore cleaner that will chemically break down the the lead, 
And with that being said, uh, I would just use that. So if you have like a monolithic core or you have the baffles, you can unscrew it and soak it in that cleaner and then it'll dissolve all the lead. I also use an ultrasonic cleaner. You can get those pretty cheap. Um, you can get the gun-specific ones. They're, they're a little bit more, uh, but they stay away from the certain frequencies that would strip the finish off a firearm. Um, what I do is I just monitor it. You know, I don't leave really anything in the ultrasonic unless it's raw metal for very long. And then that ultrasonic will just strip everything off. Uh, and I just use like a simple green or uh, was that purple power degreaser. And that's pretty much it. You'd be surprised at some of the stuff that that ultrasonic will get off. Uh, and then really uh, I pull it out. I hit it with a brush real good. And then uh, like an acetone based degreaser to displace the water. Some people will throw it even in a uh, like an old cooking oven. If you have like one of the old pizza ovens, you know, like a toaster ovens, you can throw the parts in there at you know like a hundred degrees or hundred twenty degrees, really? and oh yeah, all that stuff will just huh. the water will just evaporate off. There's a life hack for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that done. I'm like, really, really, and it, they they come out hot. They really do. They come out hot. So you need to you know once it turns off, let them sit for a little bit. But they dissipate heat, and if you really think about it, the firearms are going to get. Mm-hmm. hot anyway just from from friction and, and gunpowder burning so you're not really hurting anything right but uh if you don't want to use that acetone um or the degreaser to displace the water yeah throw it in a old toaster oven huh you learn something new every day right it's good for your small parts not really good for <laughs> rifles rifles you got to come up with something else okay so since we can we get into the guns so yeah. what is the uh most durable handgun well everybody's gonna say glock or 1911, right? So uh, what what is your application? That's what, what it is. And they don't even say in there, do they? No. That's all right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you're looking for a polymer gun, uh, really all your polymer guns nowadays are, are super durable, whether they're Smith & Wesson, Springfield Armory, or Glock. Glock's got that reputation, and that's the, the cool thing about Glock, is they've been in the U.S. for 30-something years now. And with that being said, uh, they 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 have a tried and true track record. Uh, but you got like Springfield Armory, who's been here for a decade, making their polymer XDs and XDMs and XDSs, and they've got an awesome track record too. I really don't send those guns back a whole lot. There's some manufacturers that do. We do send back a lot. Uh, we'll come into the shop. We'll discuss that with you because uh, I don't want to trash anybody on the air. But. Uh, uh, but with uh, even Smith & Wesson, too, you know, they've got a really good durable polymer pistol as well. So what I would tell you is, you know, they've all got a good track record. How does it fit in your hand? You know, do you like the trigger press? Do you like the sights that come on it? Are they changeable? You know, there's just little stuff in there. Uh, Ruger's another great manufacturer that, that makes stuff as well, um, and they've been in the gun game a really long time. And uh, I really do like the, the Ruger products as well, especially for revolvers. I'm a big Ruger revolver fan. People like Smith and Wesson revolvers. You know, it's like this. It's like an eternal debate. You know, either you're like a Glock guy or a 1911 guy, or you like Smith and Wesson revolvers or Ruger revolvers. There's no, and you get them arguing, and you're like, everybody's on the same team here. Everybody right. needs to calm down. <laughs> we all love guns, uh, but uh, you know, uh, if you want a good, you know, good metal gun, uh, 1911. And I, my personal manufacturer that I love is Dan Wesson. I think those guns are just put together amazingly well. You'll get other people who say, you know, Springfield Armory or Smith & Wesson for the 1911 lines or Sig Sauer for the 1911 lines. And just for 1911, though, I think Dan Wesson's the best bang for your buck. Uh, I got a lot of other 
gun uh, dealers and and consumers that I know that are like, I'm glad you steered me towards Dan Wesson just because they're they're just an awesome bang for the dollar. Uh, Six Hours, another good brand if you want a metal gun too, uh, and they've been used for quite a while. The other application I would suggest to use if you know you live near the ocean or something too, you'd want something with a coating that would resist that saltwater corrosion. So here in Missouri, we don't really have that problem. So the yeah, not so much. Yeah, you can do you really do whatever you want here, you know. But if you had a very specific application you needed, then you need to do a little bit more more research into the coatings. Like I got a cousin down in Florida, and uh, he bought a Glock, and we're going to Cerakote it, just because Cerakote holds up so well against saltwater corrosion. So that's pretty much that well i'm interested to know which ones you have to take back i'll have to head into southern Illinois to find <laughs> yeah. out that's a big deal you don't want to want to right. purchase a firearm and then it has a malfunction you have to take it back constantly send it back we had one guy that's uh and this is no joke it spent more time at the manufacturer getting repaired in the last year than he's had it wow he would literally get it and go shoot it give us the name huh? yeah well <laughs> I want SouthernArmory.com. <laughs> yeah. You just come in and see us. So, 9901 Watson Road, one mile east of 270 and 44 and SouthernArmory.com. That's SouthernArmory.com. SouthernArmory.com. And then you can find us on Facebook, too. Uh, and then, again, go find us on Facebook. Go find us on Second Amendment Radio. And then go to SouthernArmory.com and sign up for our newsletter. We've been getting uh, you all to go do that. And we're going to keep you informed with the red flag laws that are coming up. And then the the next couple of segments we're going to be talking about what we can do and kind of what's out there now that everything has been pretty much filed now, right? Um, well, there has been a lot that have been pre-filed. There will be a ton more filed come January 9th. Uh, okay. We've got enough on our plate, yeah, that we don't need anything else filed. <laughs> right. And then uh, we need to talk about the the uh, the petition we're going to put at Southern Armory, too. We've had some customers coming in looking for that. So. Oh, perfect. Anyway, hey, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a break. And, and don't forget those stupid gun laws. we got to have that. Oh, yes. yeah. That's, that's, that's a given. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, this is Second Amendment Radio on 97.1 FM News Talk. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio here on 97.1 FM News Talk in St. Louis. Man, I, you know, I love this this state and i love this town so it's uh we got some we got some awesome awesome laws on the books that allow us to do so much um you know whether it's concealed carry they're not to disclose the stuff to the federal government they're not going to have a registry on what you own accessories or firearms wise permits are held in private so they can't be published um you know unlike other states constitutional carry right got constitutional carry which is which is kind of a limited constitutional carry and if you don't know what i'm talking about you know southern armory you need to come in you need to talk to us so you can understand uh, what we mean by limited um because there's some places that yeah some cities you cannot carry in without a permit so um but we've got just i think we've got awesome i mean you open carry here if you want to um and uh my buddy eric and i always talking about you know we had one guy at the gun range is like, you know, Texas is the best state for gun laws. And we were like, we're getting close. We're like, we're no, man, Missouri. Missouri's way better than Texas. We've got a you know. strong castle doctrine, strong stand your ground. Yeah. We're it's, not too bad. No, it's it's really awesome here. I can't think of any other state. If I was a gun owner that I want to live in, um, maybe a few from the conservation side because there's more stuff to hunt, you know, like. Missouri's like big on deer hunting, sure. uh, but you know you go to other states and it's like you know elk and moose and a lot bigger right. game. You know that would be my only my only draw to some other states. But uh, 
we've we've got a lot of stuff coming up. And if you've been following uh, Second Amendment Radio and you listen or you download the podcast, or if this is your first time and you need to go download the podcast, you can go to 971fmnewstalk.com. And on the uh, screen, you can go down to shows and then click on shows, go to Second Amendment Radio, and then you should be able to find the podcast from there. And you need to listen, uh, really, I guess, what's starting back in December, right around Thanksgiving, I guess, right after Thanksgiving, is when we started knowing that these bills were going to come out uh, far as as far as red flag laws. Yeah, that's when and Jill Shutt put out her. Um, was it like December sixth uh, or ninth or something? I want to say it was the November, early December. Yeah, yeah I want to say it was pretty pretty she early. Said she made the announcement that she was going to be pre-filing all of the gun control bills. Right. So with uh, with that being said, uh, now all of a sudden Missouri is. Looking a little uh, kind of, I don't want to say scary, but maybe well, not so owner gun owner friendly. Uh, here. Well, like you said, we are a pretty gun owner friendly state. There's always room for improvement. I mean, we've oh, been absolutely. fighting the um, the gun free zones for a couple years now, yep. and all of a sudden now, what we're seeing really are these uh, risk protection orders or these red flag confiscation orders that um, have been springing up all over the country. So after the Parkland shooting in February, we started to see these bills um, take root in a lot of states across the country. And basically, these red flag laws, they let someone call in and make a complaint or allege that you are a danger to yourself or to others, and then a judge can determine that... um, determine that to be correct or not. And if he does determine that to be correct, he can send law enforcement to your home to confiscate your firearms. So that is a, an, an egregious violation of due process. This, you know, these happen, these are ex parte hearings, so you don't get to face your accuser, you don't get to testify or present your own evidence. So um, we've been really tuning in and looking and seeing they are in 13 states plus D.C. already. So over 25% of the country passed these bills last year while we weren't paying attention. Insane. Yeah, and you and I were talking. It was like we were, we were too busy focused on the election. Exactly. And they, they snuck them in. So now I guess my question is now those da- that damage has been done in those states, how easy is it for those states to, to reverse that process? Do you think it's going to take decades to do that? Well. Or not at all. Yeah, I doubt that it will be reversed. I mean, how many times have you seen – Laws repealed. Yeah, you know, government grows. I don't really see it. I never. Yeah, you know, till Trump. Till Trump came in, <laughs> cut the regulation. So uh, yeah, so thirteen states, and we just it just passed in D.C. a couple weeks ago, right before Christmas. Uh, over twenty five percent of the country has effectively um, infringed on the Second Amendment and the Fourth Amendment and the Sixth Amendment. Um, Fourteen states, thirteen states in the in D.C., and we've got it. Um, coming, coming through, yeah. yep, coming through January, start January 9th. We've got it in the House and the Senate here in Missouri. Uh, we've got Republicans in Pennsylvania telling everybody to please, please, please pass these bills, put them everywhere, pass them in all states. Uh, we've got a national bill that's coming down the pike. Nancy Pelosi's working on a red flag bill um, at the federal level. So we are we are up to our eyeballs in this red flag business, and it really kind of jumped up on us when we were paying attention to the midterms. Right. Yeah. It's scary that it could get passed nationally, 
uh, at least from my perspective. Yeah, so they've got um, Nancy Pelosi. They have this, it's called H.R. 5717. It's called the Jake Laird Act. Jake Laird is a fallen uh, law enforcement officer. Uh, This was proposed by a Republican, Susan Brooke out of Indiana. Uh, It's got 10 Republican co-signers and six Democrat co-signers. And it's the federal funding for the red flag bills. It grants funding to states when they implement these um, gun confiscation orders. This was proposed by Republicans, pushed and sponsored by Republicans. The the guys that were supposed to be on our side. The guys that are supposed to be on our side, yep. And with Nancy Pelosi saying that common sense gun control is their number one priority uh, when the Democrats take control of the House in January, there's no doubt in my mind that this will be one of the first things they do is pass this. Trump has already said that he would sign this bill. Um, The NRA has come out in support of this piece of legislation. So the only thing that stops us from having this at a national level is our Republican-controlled Senate right now. And we just elected a new senator, Josh Hawley. We did. And what do you think his uh, stance on the red gun law or red flag laws are going to be? Well, we're going to have to really stick close to him. We're going to have to do a lot of calling, a lot of emailing, um, a lot of reaching out to him on social media and let him know that you know, gun owners are the ones that sent him there, and he needs to to defend the Second Amendment. Um, now is not the time to cave on gun rights. Now is not the time to um, compromise away the Second Amendment. Uh, we here at Missouri Firearms Coalition, we are no compromise gun rights advocacy group. So we will be um, communicating with Senator Hawley very closely and making sure that he knows that under no circumstances do we want any part of this red flag uh, funding, these red flag laws. Uh, nothing of the sort. So when you say funding, too, you mean they're going to give money to the state for law enforcement to yes, they're gonna go confiscate? Yes, dangle it like the carrot. Right. Yep. Um, similar to what we did as far as um, education, uh, this bill would grant funding to any state that implements these red flag laws. So if they they implement these laws in their own state and put them on the books, then the federal government will help fund on the implementation of the program. Right. So that's the law enforcement officers getting the equipment, the training they need to go and Whatever confiscate it. it. Yeah. Uh, extra storage space. We talked about the the one town that, that put Maryland. up a bunch of storage yes. spots because they needed they anticipated They anticipated um, needing more storage space for all of the firearms they planned on confiscating illegally. That's, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> well, legally now. Yeah. You know, according to the Constitution, it's not legal, but... Hey, 25% of the country's decided that... pesky constitution. I mean, (laughs) come on now. Right. So what do you think the uh, Supreme Court's going to do? Is there going to be, if these laws get passed, are there going to be groups that file uh, lawsuits to stop the implementation? Well, I would hope so. I mean, we saw that just recently with the bump stock ban. Right. Um, GOA, Gun Owners of America, has filed a lawsuit uh, with the bump, in regards to the bump stock ban. So um, perhaps, hopefully, you would think that these would be challenged. Um, New York has actually had this red flag law, this language in their code for um, quite a number of years already, and nobody has challenged it there. Now, granted, that's New York. Um, hopefully, maybe when we get into some of these um, more red-leaning, conservative, pro-gun states, that these are passing in, it'll start to get challenged and maybe people will start to wake up. My fear, our fear right now, Missouri Firearms Coalition, is that this just keeps 
um, escalating and keeps growing kind of behind the scenes. Right. And everyone says, oh, it won't happen in my state until it does. And then they don't realize that, oh, it's already in a quarter of other states. And we've got another quarter that have already proposed it. Yeah, it's in another, it's in another, I think, 18 state houses. Right. 18 state houses um, this upcoming cycle. Iowa. The Speaker Pro Tem in Iowa has said that it'll be the first order of business when they get back into session. Yeah, I remember you said that on a previous show. Yeah. So that's just our neighbors to our north. um, Killian from Pennsylvania just put out um, a press release encouraging everybody to uh, co-sponsor. And these are Republicans that are that are proposing these these gun control bills that they're pushing them. uh, They're sponsoring them. They're co-sponsoring them uh, all under the guise of, you know, this is Republican approved gun control. The administration says that this is okay. The NRA says that this is okay. Well, it's not okay. No amount of infringement on your Second Amendment rights is okay. I'm just baffled still that it's it's Republicans. That's yeah. what that's what's killing me. Yep, it's got nine Republican uh, co-sponsors. The Jake Laird Act, the federal act, has nine Republican co-sponsors, and Susan Brooks is the sponsor is a Republican as well. And it's only has six Democrat co-sponsors. So, so when, more Republicans than Democrats. When right do you now. see this really starting to come come to a head and heat up? Do you now, see it in January? Now, like, yeah, it's already here. Right. I mean, it just passed. It's it went into law in Illinois. Um, the governor just signed it in Illinois. Now we've got it running through the House and the Senate here in Missouri. Um, and again, everyone everyone says it can't be done. It won't be done here. We've elected all Republicans. Well, that's what they said in Florida. And with Trump saying that this is okay, and the NRA saying that this is okay as long as they take out the the uh, ex parte part, the ex parte part, um, that really gives a lot of cover to moderate conservatives or you know guys that get up there to Jefferson City and just don't want to rock the boat. You know they 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 don't really want to take a controversial stand. They don't really want to um, go out on a limb, even though they told us they were going to. Um, so that it, that scares me. It it gives them a lot of cover to maybe perhaps not do the wrong thing, but not do the right thing. And the right thing would be to smash this and not let it go anywhere, not even entertain the idea. I'm with you. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's that's our whole purpose this year. We've got the gun-free zone bill that we will be trying to push through again this year. Um, it, but then other than that, stopping this red flag language, um, is going to be our top priority because not only do we have it in these two official red flag law bills, we also have this language creeping into uh, quite a few of the other bills, um, other gun control bills that we're seeing. Um, they are going to mask it and try to sneak it in, I think, in some other different yeah, places. Pork, so, yeah. yeah, we're going to have to be really, really careful. What they do is they're, they're using the code, the domestic violence language that we have in code that's where it's going in gotcha um, as part of the law so um, there are a lot of moving pieces and the the red flag language that you're seeing all over the country like the uniform standard bloomberg language uh, that shup has and that lavender has in the house uh, we see those but then we're seeing the different pieces um, different variations of these red flag laws that are coming in and some of the other bills and and our goal is to not only stop the one that everybody's watching, but also to stop the ones that nobody's paying attention to. Those can be just as dangerous. Right. Yeah, because they're just sneaking them in otherwhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know? They'll they'll add them to, they'll amend a good bill 
Um, so perhaps this year, for example, they will pass the gun-free zone bill, but then at the very end they will amend it to include the red flag language, right. which would force us to kill the bill. You know, because we don't want to end gun-free zones if that also means that we are, you know, ending Second Amendment and due process for gun owners in Missouri. So they will do that. They will try to attach good language and bad language together to try to get them both right. passed. So that, that just, you have to stay vigilant. You know, the way I'm looking at this is a Second or a Second Amendment, uh, you know, rights advocates, the gun owners, we're becoming second-class citizens, essentially. We don't have the same rights as... As other individuals. Well, you don't even, yeah, I mean, in regards to these red flag orders, you don't even have the right to face your accuser. You don't get to testify uh, in your own defense. You don't get to um, provide any kind of evidence that you're not crazy. I don't know how you can prove that you didn't do something. You're not being charged right. with anything, you know. So uh, it's just, it's egregious, and our goal is to make sure that you are represented in Jefferson City because the NRA is not here. No, um, they're supporting it. That's yeah, the... they're absolutely supporting it. And we need we need a group in Jefferson City that will stand for gun owners, and that's what Missouri Firearms Coalition does. So what is uh, – do? You, so I, I saw an article the other day that was talking about the NRA and how they've been losing funding. I don't know. Did you see that or not? That um, Yeah, I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of people that are – are not happy with the way that the NRA has has gone. Um, we are, like I said, a no-compromise gun rights advocacy group. So we exist to stop gun control, advance pro-gun laws, and call out and expose candidates who betray our Second Amendment rights. Right. That's not something that we are seeing a lot from the NRA lately, um, and I think that other people are noticing that too. So do you think that uh, Gun Owners of America, GOA, is going to get – because I'm, I'm thinking about looking into them personally now too, and I'm a life member of the NRA. Yeah, You know, sure. and it's, it's just kind of crazy. America, uh, Missouri Firearms Coalition, there are a couple of good state groups. I know GOA has got a national contingent. Right. Uh, they are here. There's a GOA here in Missouri too. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely – Join your local, your your state gun advocacy groups because yeah. the NRA is is dropping the ball here. They're letting us down. Okay. Anyway, hey, thanks for joining us with Second Amendment Radio. Anytime. We're going to take a quick break here, and uh, <laughs> we're going to come back for our last segment, talk a little bit more about red flag laws. We might have another question or two uh, from you, the audience, and uh, we'll catch you here uh, in a few minutes after the commercial break. This is uh, 97.1 FM News Talk, St. Louis. All right, welcome back to uh, Second Amendment Radio here on 97 FM News Talk, St. Louis. And this is our, our final segment. We're going to do uh, kind of something that's been a... Uh, you all right there, Chad? Okay. <laughs> I uh, uh, just totally lost my train of thought. All right, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some stupid gun laws. We're going to talk about a little bit more about uh, what you can do. And maybe uh, a potential way, if you have time, to go rub elbows with some of these politicians. So, uh, Alex, why don't you take it away? We'll get we'll jump into the uh, stupid gun law. Are you good with that? All right. Yes. So our stupid gun law for this week comes from New Jersey. Shocking. New, <laughs> New Jersey just passed its ban on 10-round magazines this June, and it gave the state's million or so gun law— uh, law-abiding gun owners, 180 days to comply. Uh, the penalty for being found in possession of one of these magazines is a felony. 
So you get 18 months in jail and up to $10,000 fine or both. And how many people turn them in? Well, the million or so gun owners chose to the, ignore the law completely. The 180-day period expired on the 11th, and not a single magazine had been turned into law enforcement at all. So they've created a million plus felons in New Jersey. You think they could? They they, they have room for that in the prison system there? No kidding. You know, I'm just just curious. Just curious. Stupid gun laws. Well, it's Jersey. Yeah, you you can't even. We flew into uh, New Jersey to uh, go visit our family on the East Coast because. You could either fly into Philadelphia, you know, it was like $600 a person, uh-huh. or you could fly into uh, uh, this little, like, regional airport in New Jersey on, like, Frontier. Sure. And it was, like, 200 bucks a person. So it was like, psh, duh, like, we'll go, we'll go, we'll fly into front, we'll fly Frontier into, sure. uh, I forget the, the little name of the, the town in Jersey, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, it adds, like, 10 minutes on from, you know, like, flying into this airport versus the other one to get to the in-laws house and then they had like a rental car place and everything else and because i was an nra member i got a free upgrade on my rental oh cool yeah so i went from a, a mks like four-door sedan and they were like we've got a bmw we've got a cadillac and i'm like nice. um let's go with the cadillac <laughs> like we'll just <laughs> roll that like i felt the bmw was like a really like six or seven series i'm like dude this is baller but no no, no, no. If I wreck that, I'm going to feel horrible. The NRA upgrade, huh? Yeah, the NRA upgrade, which I thought was pretty, pretty sweet, cool. but now... Nah, companies got rid of those. I know. Yeah, now it's gone. Yeah, no no more Delta, no more rental car companies. Uh, what is it? FedEx dumped them, too. Oh, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, so uh, the NRA is... Uh, yeah, I just don't I just don't know what's, uh, what's going to become of them here, especially supporting the uh, the red flag laws, so... Uh, but anyway, we flew in there, so we go to New Jersey, right? So it's like, oh, man, you know, like, I better read their laws. And, uh, I'm, you know, like, you know, they had a magazine band capacity-wise. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I have to bring, you know, like, my 1911, you know, because it has eight-round magazines, and I have some 10-rounders sure. for it. Because you're a law-abiding and, right, gun, gun owner. owner. So uh, I call, and then I'm reading that, like, they have a, a, a ban on expanding ammunition, well, I use hollow points for self-defense. Right. So I, I call the New Jersey State Police, and I'm like, hey, this is who I am, and this is what I want to do. Can and you like, imagine having to do that to travel? I, I know. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm, like, I'm, reading the, I'm reading your laws, and I see that I can't have anything more than, than 10 rounds, which is fine. I'm going to bring my 1911. It's got like some 10-round mags and like a 7- or 8-rounder. You know, I think I was bringing my, my Dan Wesson, my Eco, which is like 7-round plus 1. So, you know, like we're good there. I'm not going to bring my Glock. What did they say? And they're like, okay, yeah, it sounds great. And I'm like, yeah, but I go, this is where I'm caught up. I use hollow point ammunition, which expands uh-huh. because I'm polite. I don't want to, like, go through the bad guy and then, like, go down the block and hit, like, a little Sally on her freaking bicycle. And uh, well, We appreciate that. Yeah, right. I think everybody does. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, what's – can I – if I'm not staying in your state, you know, because some states have laws where if you're, like – you're just passing through, right. you know, then their gun laws don't apply. You just don't worry about it. And I go, I'm literally going to be in Jersey for like 10 minutes. Like from the time I get the rental car and get across the border, it's like 10 minutes. Plus whatever I got to be, you right. know. Right, what they say? Like, he goes, yeah, he goes, it sounds great. You know, 1911 is an awesome gun. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then he's like, but you can't bring the ammo for it. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. He goes, we're just, there's no hollow points allowed in Jersey. 
He goes, and it's like each one of those hollow points is a felony. And I'm like, oh. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm bringing two 10-round bags. like everything like, a felony like, in New 28 Jersey. rounds. That's 28 felonies for, for some hollow points. So I'm like, well, what do I do? And he goes, well, you got you got family you're visiting, right? I was like, yeah. He goes, just mail them mail a them. box of, of your, mail them your ammo. And I'm like, I'm not spending $7 on a flat rate box to mail 28 what, rounds. What is the ammo if you don't have it with you? Right. And then and then <laughs> I got to mail present. it. Then I got to mail it back. And I'm like, this is just a giant mess. So one of, the, one of the guys that I ran Fire and EMS with, um, I was like, hey, man, I'm coming into to Philly. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you want to get together and do some shooting? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> I go, but I'm flying into New Jersey. And he goes, oh, do you need a gun? And I'm like, uh-huh. yes, I do. So he ended up passing nice. me off a, a Glock and a holster um, to use and carry while I was there. And then, you know, we went shooting and did like the, you know, the the buddy thing. You know, we had a, we had a, we had a great time in, in town I, for ten minutes. And I couldn't Jersey. even I couldn't even bring I couldn't even bring a damn gun with me. I had to borrow it. And I'm like, this is horrible. But at least I got a good buddy there that's willing to. Right. Yeah, that's you know, that's that'll give me a holster. And you know, he's like, how many mags do you want? And I'm like, two two spares, two seventeen round spares would be great. You know. So, good, good guy, my buddy Mark. Uh, who my buddy Mark? Uh-huh. No, no. Well, he and it's funny because he lives <laughs> he in Philly. Didn't turn in his mags. Well, he lives in Philadelphia. Oh, right, right. So he's, he's yeah, he's across the line, and he's a, he's a paramedic too, and uh, just a good dude. I've known him forever, and uh, so he started working. He got out of uh, EMS. You know, generally guys in EMS you're only there for you know five, ten years, ten mm-hmm. years, probably a long time, and then he went over, and started working in law enforcement sales for a company in New Jersey, Ugh. and he was like, "This is horrible." He's like, I can't even carry a gun, and I go and do law enforcement sales, and these cops are like, so what do you carry? And he's like, I can't. Like, you I know, can't. But he had, like, New Jersey, part of Pennsylvania, wow. and like, maybe Delaware. So he had, like, you know, like two That's or three insane. states that he, he covered. And he's like, I go to work. I can't, I can't carry. I can't bring a gun. He's like, this is, this, is, this is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So New Jersey. Good job, uh, New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> so, uh how can how can we get some time with our elected officials here in January, um, kind yeah. of in a maybe an informal setting? Like, hey, I'm just passing by and happen to see you. Well, we session starts uh, January 9th. Right. Um, they're all going to be there. They're going to get sworn in, and then that evening, the governor always throws um, a big. They call it the governor's ball. It's a big reception, and the Capitol is open to the public. And anybody can come. Right. Uh, it could you could see it's black tie optional, so you'll see everything from black tie and sequins to overalls, coveralls, right, um, and everything in between. So if you guys can, if you are available, if you'd like to come to the governor's ball on January 9th, uh, meet us in Jefferson City at the state capitol. We can talk to our legislators, uh, talk to our representatives, our senators. Let them know how you feel about this gun control. Uh, let them know how you feel about. Um, gun-free zones and that we want to get rid of them. There's a lot of things you could do, or you could sign the petition, um, MissouriFirearmsCoalition.com, and we can just take that information to the Capitol when we testify. Right. Um, and and if you want to see Aaron dressed up in a tux, ah then, yes, because I'm I'm totally. When I saw black tie optional. I'm like, oh, it's it's not James optional. Bond. It's like Aaron Aaron is totally going to wear his black tie. And what's cool is you know you can if you have a valid concealed carry weapon permit. You can carry in the capital. So uh, that's just another reason. Even though we have the constitutional carry, remember I said earlier it's limited. 
if you have that permit, you can you can carry in the capital. You can't go in the chambers. That's yeah, the only the only restriction. There are certain places that you can carry but, in uh, the capital. But there yeah, are a lot if, of... you know, I imagine where the receptions are going to be, and if you're going to go to the offices and chat with people, then then you could you could absolutely carry. Uh, at least from what I interpreted, my, my wife, I, and my daughter went out and we did a, a tour of the capital, mm. and uh, of course we left our guns uh, locked up, sure. and because uh, we didn't know, and then we get there and we're like, what is the sign? And yeah, then, well, they weren't they weren't real laws. It was just a sign for a while. Okay, um, there were some confusion, the old administration versus the new administration, how we were going to do gun laws, gun control at the Capitol. Um, it is uh, solidified now that if you have a permit and it's valid and you bring it and show it, then you can carry uh, yeah. in certain areas of the Capitol. Right, and I imagine like the photos I saw of pass balls. It's, you're in the like, the public areas, the reception areas. Sure. You're not in the chambers and stuff. Sure. So. Uh, Dress up. Do Dress your up. Best. Come see yeah. all your representatives, all your senators. I might need to buy uh, a new gun, like a PPK, so that way I can be like <laughs> legit James Bondish. There you go. Can I get it in thirty-two? <laughs> I, I have to. I have to call a gun store and see if I can order it. Uh, I think I know one. <laughs> yeah, SouthernArmory.com. SouthernArmory.com. <laughs> That's funny. Right. SouthernArmory.com. <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks for joining us uh, today and uh, every Saturday here. Um, for Second Amendment Radio on 97 FM News Talk, I'd like to, to thank them for still having us on. It's We've been going like nine months strong. This has been great. And uh, we hope to get through the next year and uh, keep you informed. And uh, please, please, please just go tell a friend about us. Go download the podcasts and and keep up with us because it's I think it's shaping up to be kind of a wild year with a lot for of sure. information. Absolutely. Um, a lot, a lot of stuff tuned. going on. So anyway. Uh, from Alex, myself, and Chad. Uh, Tony, we miss you, and uh, we'd like to thank our audience for tuning in. Get more at 971talk.com.